77 minutes. Bang! The future of rock and roll. Welcome to Dong Teeny, episode number 126. On today's show, Simone is finally back from Australia. Steffi got first-hand information about glory holes. And there's an extra special, sweet-smelling, glossy Dong in the News. And now, here are your hosts, Simone Turkington and Stephanie Drury. Hello, Stephanie. How are you, Dong? I'm Dong very well. How are you, Dong, Simone? I'm Dong, not how I expected to be Dong, uh, oh, say half an hour ago when I was getting ready to record. What happened? How come we're delayed? Yes, I don't know if if, uh, listener can hear. (laughs) But there's a howling cat in the background, which is Birdsworth on what we describe as a date with his girlfriend, the blanket. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so that's happening right what now. What is he doing exactly? You know, he like bites a piece and needs it and then just, you know, and Marnie just watches on, you know, it's just weird. Um, and then like, you know, sometimes we wake up in the morning, the blanket's all the way in the bedroom because he's just like, been boning it all all across the house. <laughs> across the house. <sighs> so that's happening. Um, I know we've got all this stuff to talk about from the last five weeks, and uh, or even six weeks now. I'm not sure how long it was before I left that we last recorded, and then like all this shit just happened in the last half an hour. So I'm getting ready to record, and um, I've had this sebaceous cyst on my scalp for a couple of years. I've had another one before that I had removed, and um, that was removed in 2008. And this one I've had probably for like I noticed it starting a couple of years ago, and you know they don't bother me. They just kind of sit there, and but this one was starting to grow a bit and I was like keeping my eye on it did you say it's on my head yeah it's on my scalp the other one was sort of like to the rear of like sort of my crown you know so Mm -hmm. I could never really see it but this one like it's in the sort of closer to the front like maybe an inch from my back from my hairline so um, anyway, but you know you can't you could never see it, but I would know it was there. Um, anyway, so it started hurting the last few days, and then um, I think it may have really got the problem may have started. I think was it maybe last week or something. Mm-hmm. I was like I think kind of Quincy had thrown something somewhere, but I had to like crawl under something to get something, and then I bumped my head right oh. on the cyst. Um, and then I was like, oh, fuck. Like, that was like, I could tell it was bad. And then it just started, like, oozing a little bit. No. So And then, like, yeah. And that's, like, bad because then it gets infected, you know. So it's been kind of oozing and bleeding the last few days. Mm-hmm. And then just now, like, I felt like a little, I, I like, just kind of scratched yesterday's scab. And then, like, I pr- went to the bathroom. There's, like, this little almost marble-sized ball of pus sitting on my head. <laughs> so... 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is all like, I think, oh, good, I've got a leisurely 35 minutes before we have to start recording. Hell, I might even call her early. I'm ready. Uh, and then this happens. So then I like text her. I'm like, I'm going to be late. Because then I like uh, sent a message to the dong doctor. And I'm like, because I'd been talking to him about a couple days ago. And now it's just getting worse. And like, there's a flap of skin. And I'm worried I'm going to be bald in that spot. Oh, you know, like if say? the flap came Are away. He's, I sent him some pictures. And he said, no, I didn't have to worry about being bald in that spot. Because all these days. I mean, I kind of sometimes part my hair right there, but mm-hmm. I've just been parting it like another like half inch to the to the left of it, just to like cover it up, you know, because it's been right. a little bloody and gross. <laughs> but you can't see it when I part my hair, so it's like I'm gonna be like bound to that part for the rest of my life, bound and that, that was just terrifying but um anyway so we had a look at it and said yeah it's definitely infected so he like sent through some uh, antibiotics that i can pick up tomorrow morning so um love the dong doctor the dong doctor is so great he's a real dermatologist of dong teeny the patron dong doctor of dong teeny yes he just (laughs) saved this very podcast so (laughs) because the rest of the show is going to be downhill from here (laughs) my point yeah, it's too so, bad yeah, that so it's this really terrifying. Like farther back on the crown of your head, so that it could be like a beehive aid or a bouffant oh, thing, like a bump. Oh, it. I know. Then I would just let it grow. I would like always have. Could you imagine? I don't have a built-in donut. That would be the best. Wow, I'm donut. never going to be happy again. Every time I attach the donut to my head, now I'm going to be really bummed. <laughs> the donut to your head. <laughs> so good. That's how I get maximum volume. Carrie has two of those, like, stacked on each other. One's a little bit smaller. Um, She just keeps them in her bathroom, and they look like the poo emoji. (laughs) Oh, yeah, they do! I can totally see that. That's (sighs) hilarious. Who is it you said had that? Carrie. Oh, Carrie. That was my guess without hearing the name. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I bet Carrie has that. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. So, aside from that happening just now so today i was on jury duty i was actually sent the summons like a year ago and i postponed it to last november oh. and then that, that didn't work so i postponed it again to now and um and then i the australia trip got booked so it's like a week after i got back from australia i had uh-huh. i was on jury duty but i did have to go in till today which is thursday and um yeah i don't know if you saw me tweeting about it but i said that it was a oh. famous musician in my jury <laughs> And you can't tell who it is, can you? I can can now because they've been dismissed. So I felt like it was an invasion. But yeah. But the thing is, I would not have recognized them because Uh uh, I I don't, I'm I'm not a big fan or anything. Um, And they're not, uh, you know, like someone prominent, like Slash or something, not like that kind (laughs) of a a face of rock, you know. But yeah, it was Mark Mothersbaugh from uh, Devo. No (laughs) way. Get out. No, that's insane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh but the only God. reason I knew I would not have noticed is because our friend Johnny works um, with him at Mutado. Johnny's and, um, my best friend. <laughs> he's a good friend. Um, and, uh, and he was in town and trying to organize for Greg and him to have lunch with Mark. But then he said, but Mark has to go to jury duty and Greg's like Simone's going to jury duty so because I thought oh Mark Mothersbaugh's gonna be there I like looked up his picture so that's how I recognized him and I saw like a couple other people go up and talk to him and then I checked Twitter and someone had tweeted about it so Uh. um, yeah (laughs) but um, yeah so we got called into the same jury pool I got called in for uh, not for a pool like for a panel to like you know select out of those people who can be in the pool Uh and um 
And it was for an attempted murder trial. Oh. So, Juicy. yeah, yeah. But um, but they said it would probably go to, like, they wanted to allow for, like, up till May 15th. And, like, the judge, like, laid out all these, you know, you've got to have these hardships and this and that, you know, to, to qualify to leave. Or, he said, uh, a prepaid vacation, which I have next oh. week because we're going to Portland. So I was like, I kind of wanted to be on it, you know. But, um, but it's like, I'm not, I definitely can't expect it to finish on time you know yeah. just by tidily before by ne- the end of next Wednesday so I had to put myself out and then he said okay well we've got enough people in the to make the pool and the the, ju- the uh, lawyers were happy so those of us that said we couldn't he didn't pester us for more information to prove we really had a problem so he let us go and then I never got called in again so I was kind of bummed because I've always wanted to be on a jury have you ever done jury duty I did well in this was in Texas and um they had me they like called whatever whatever the first initial stuff is where they pick you to see if you'll be on the jury and they didn't want me right yeah so yeah it was was boring though it was like some case like medical malpractice i had no interest in at all so right right yeah greg was on a medical malpractice one too but he he really liked it but i don't know like the whole i i understand like if you get on a case trial like that you know it, Mm -hmm. it might be boring but i don't know like i just i feel like the whole oh jury duty like anytime you say i've got jury duty everyone's like oh like oh like it was thrones at it and i feel like why is everybody like this like isn't anybody interested like why is that the automatic reaction and then i feel weird by saying actually i really want to be on a jury i'm interested you know like yeah. it feels like i'm not even allowed to say have that feeling that there's you know no, I, you're I allowed I to have the feeling it's I just, think you're in the minority. Yeah. I think with internet access and phones, like yes, my only yes. problem with jury duty was the waiting around. Like everything else yeah. was actually totally interesting because I love Judge Judy. Right, <laughs> right, like, right. There was only like, you know, one percent interesting stuff and ninety nine percent waiting around is how I right, remember right. it. So I think in that first day definitely it's all the waiting around. But for me, it felt the waiting around felt like a hot vacation. I wasn't even on my phone that much because I, I, cool. I like because I have no time because like when I'm home, like Quincy's like, you know, needing attention until he goes to bed, and then when he goes to bed, I'm just like, oh, oh you know, and I just I just sit and watch TV and eat and you know fuck around you know and I haven't been working on my magic as much as I wanted to be so I was just like I was just working on my fucking card shit and my coin dexterity I was like just like this is like, it was like a, a vacation for me to just like get to like concentrate on this and just keep doing it for oh, an hour totally. and straight like you know and I check my phone occasionally and just go back to working on my card trick. and then the bonus was that I was looking for places around and it turned out my friend Elizabeth who I'm working on my magic act with her work was like 0.3 miles away because she huh? worked at a bar um, and like in the office so I like I texted her I'm like oh I'm really close and then so we had lunch together and she got free pizza and we worked on magic so oh it was like the best yeah it was, couldn't have been day. more perfect I had the best day yeah <laughs> celebrity juror and um, and working on the thing I want I don't I've been dying for time to do it was like yeah, yeah couldn't have been better That's so amazing. um yeah, so when they and it was just so funny. Like everyone's like so quiet and so in their own zone, you know. Not very few people talking to each other there. But then yeah. when they're like, "Okay, so we've got official confirmation. Um, you've been dismissed for the day," and everyone's just like, "Yay!" <laughs> just, <laughs> and you're like, mm. 
Yeah, I was like, oh, like back every to time they called. And- <laughs> I know. Every time they called like a group to go in, like because I was, I got called the first group that they did in the morning, and I was like, yes. And then I got sent back, and then they said maybe you'll end up on like a shorter trial, and I'm like hoping. And every time they called, yeah. I was like hoping, hoping, hoping I would get called, and I didn't. So yeah, how yes. it, it must hurt your. I mean, I remember it hurting my feelings a little bit as much as I didn't want to be on that trial. I'm like, why didn't they want me? It's kind of like when you yeah. try to sell your clothes at Buffalo Exchange or something, and right. you know, like. And they're like, Meh. and you're like, oh my god, that is an awesome sweater, and you know it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it feels yeah. personal. I would have been really bummed if I didn't get, because I didn't get to that point because I just sort of like said I can't do it. For I just they told the people who who didn't have that, that financial problems or had a vacation or medical reason to go step in the hall, and then he just talked to us and figured there was enough of those people plus another panel to make their jury pool. So then he just excused us, so I didn't even have to say anything. So I just sat there and was told to leave. So yeah, but um, yeah, I think I would be my feelings would be hurt too. I'd be like, but but I'm so you don't but, understand. I'm very impartial and I'm dedicated to facts. I won't let my emotions bias me. You don't understand. I actually imagined selling myself in this manner. If there seemed to be any doubt. I don't know if you, you watched 30 Rock very much, but do you remember? No, there was I, just like a I've small, seen like one episode. One episode, because Tina Fey, I mean, playing into the thing where no one wants to be on jury duty, she's like, oh yeah, I know exactly how to get out of it. And then they cut to her wearing her Princess Leia costume, and she's like, I would be really good on a jury because I can read thoughts. <laughs> and then she's like, <laughs> next, cut to the next scene, she's on the plane back home and doesn't have to be on jury duty. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh. I also like Homer Simpson's uh, uh, excuses. All you say is I am prejudiced against all races. (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Is that all to do it? Yeah. So yeah, so that was that was my day today. I mean, and this is crazy. So I got back Monday of last week. So I've been back. Today's Thursday. So what is that like? Ten days. And yeah, so the day after I got back, um, uh, we went to the premiere of the Kurt Cobain documentary. Yeah. And Courtney Love was there, and Frances no. Bean was there. Did you see her? Because I saw the red carpet photos where she's like, yeah, yeah, Francis I saw them. And yeah. Bean and yeah, yeah. Kissed, but it was, was really it? fast because. Uh, it, the movie is amazing. It's so so good. I really, um, uh, I, yeah, I couldn't. I can't. I can't praise it enough because it doesn't. You know, most documentaries they sort of got their narrative and they've kind of mm-hmm. got people telling the story, be it a narrator or through the people in their lives. But this is more. I, I described as a portrait because they have all this old, you know, footage, you know, from when he's a kid, you know, the stuff that they shot when he was with, he was shot with him, he was with, he was with Courtney, mm-hmm. mixed him with, you know, TV appearances and stuff and audio recordings and journal entries. So they kind of try and let this stuff speak for itself mostly. Oh, nice. And the only interviews they have are like with his mom, his sister, his dad, his stepmother, um, his girlfriend and Chris Novoselic. I think that's it. You know what I mean? Like, it's very tight. Oh, and Courtney, of course. Um... It's very tight in that way, and like with the girlfriend, they don't they don't have like a thing coming up like Tracy Miranda, the girl who about a girl is about. You know what I mean? Like it's not trying to just fill you with the facts of his yeah. life, and this is what this means. It's just trying to let you understand him, so you don't need to know that about a girl is about her. You know what like I mean? Like an oral so history you, or something. Yeah, yeah. So it's That's just nice. sort of letting a lot of this information sort of yeah to learn more about his character more than anything than, than telling. Like there's no like release dates of when this came out and that came out or anything. 
anything like that. So, nice. um, yeah, and you know, I cried at some moments, all the child moments when he was a oh, child, man. Th- that footage, and when Francis was a baby, and, oh, you know, it's just yeah, I just I was just like sobbing. <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah, I think it, it's interesting, even because Greg's not a fan. But um, but they're like the same age and felt sort of the same kind of disconnect from the people around them and got into punk rock, you know. And so it kind of, you know, I I, I think he really sort of enjoyed that perspective of someone sort of going the same kind of path as him at the same time. Yeah, totally. Except for Greg never became a massive rock star. Yeah. I mean, he probably knows of everything that was referenced. Oh, totally, totally. There's like a picture of like a mixtape that he had like in his journal and Greg's like, yeah, he had everything on it that you would have had. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was just hit all the notes, you know? And, you know, Greg totally recognized that. So, um, yeah. So, I feel like, yeah, this is, uh, you know, a lot to be appreciated in it, fan or not. So, yeah. Oh, highly recommend fun. it. So, then that, that happened on the, the day after we got back. On the day we got back, I also did my friend's makeup for a photo shoot. But I chose to do that just oh. to stay awake, to get the jet lag out. Yeah. So, I did that. And then I... Went to the the, the uh, premiere, and then the next four nights after that, I saw Faith No More, which was just four nights yeah. in a row. <laughs> four nights in a row, same yes. venue and or what? What's that? Was it all in the same venue? Three were in LA, and one was in Orange County. And okay. yeah, and it was it was really great. And I saw all my friends came from all over the place, and yeah, it was just like a fun time. Both you know the show and everything surrounding it, you know. And I was really having anxiety leading into like even before I left Australia because really? I had so much to do before I left, and then I had all this new. This was all looming for the next week after I came back, and not knowing how jet lagged and crazy Quincy would be, you know, it was all terrifying. But I just it happened, and he got back into the sleep just fine and dealt with his babysitters fine and I just rolled with it and had a great time so yes I would just I feel I feel really good and I'm still kind of rolling with that so the anxiety monster has not come to hit me yet so I'm feeling good yeah yay yeah stay away anxiety monster yes (laughs) fuck the anxiety monster (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Well, Carrie so, was telling me something about she saw Faith No More up here, and she was like, "Oh, this was so great!" But I can't tell Simone because it would spoil it. And so, yeah. yeah, she said she told you some highlights that weren't total spoilers. But yeah, 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 yeah. Because she was worried they wouldn't play Midlife Crisis, um, and I was like, she was like, "I'm hoping they'll play Midlife Crisis," which is like such a staple. But I didn't tell her that, so that she would be like, "Yay!" When Aww. like they play that, like just you know no from all the I think uh, after this last show it was like the 25th time I'd seen them nice (laughs) yeah so I'm in a good place with seeing Faith No More like I super super enjoy it but the the mania of like oh my god oh my god oh my god it's like that's that's sort of like I'm 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 at peace now I don't feel like I have to chase them around the country anymore but I have to see every available show to me (laughs) that has to happen you know three in LA one 45 minutes away that all has to happen so well whatever ended up happening with the tickets that were being bought up and released and remember oh what was, yeah, uh, yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. so I actually bought a pit of? ticket for one night because mm-hmm. even if we were on the guest list like we'd have just general admission I wanted a pit ticket so yeah. they were $70 or $79 like face value and I bought one for 45 bucks so the scalpers treated uh, everybody to discounts because they couldn't get rid of them because they nice. added a show to um, they added a show to sort of offset uh, the scalpers and made it like you know uh, you had to be like yeah, digital only like only on your device to scan it so yeah fuck those guys they got they got 
burned. Like some of the tickets were going for like twelve bucks, like some of the the mezzanine seats. So oh. yeah, they the the all the fans were subsidized by the scalpers. It was amazing. Good. <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, the fourth show was in Orange County, and I just kind of thought like all the LA people would go down to Orange County, mm-hmm. but. Oh my god! I don't know if it's like this, say with like Tacoma in relation to Seattle, but <laughs> I felt like I was in the middle of fucking nowhere. Just like yeah. everyone just seemed like just scary thugs and uh, oh fuck! I, we're not allowed to say thugs anymore now. I don't even ah. mean black people. There weren't even any <laughs> black people there that I saw. You know, like apparently now it means it means it's I like know. saying nigger, but it's not because I'm oh. not even talking about black people. There were no black people, so I'm going to use thug in the old way. I know you what would you meant. use thug. I hope everybody. Did. I heard this. I swear I wouldn't have even known this was a problem until, until today. This, <laughs> today I heard it on like NPR. Yeah. They had this linguist explaining, and I was like, ah, oh, fucking hell, because I'd already told this about say. the Orange County fucking thugs, and I just kept calling them thugs. They felt like people that were going to beat you up. And they That's were how not Carrie black. Felt. Carrie felt that way at the yeah. She was like, I was really proud of myself for staying because it was kind of a scary scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But didn't feel like that in LA. Like LA was like such like everyone says LA crowds are so lame. And it's kind of true. Because like my friends would be down the front and like in 1995, I lined up to see Faith No More. I left my house at like 7:30 in the morning. And I was at the venue at 8:30 in the morning because I had to be in the front barrier and I wasn't going to let anyone stop that happening okay this time I leave my house at 8 30 p.m and all my friends are like already kind of close to the front and I'm all like hey guys and I just kind of sidle up and like mooch off of their spots but I've taken good care of them like in the past when I had a a laminate when Greg was opening so I didn't feel bad about it because I've I've taken care of everyone when I could so yeah but um but yeah so um but yeah but the Orange County people they just seem so far removed from the LA people it wasn't just LA people that went down to Orange County it was such a different vibe you know yeah, of like you might get are. beat up and yeah just yeah scary it's funny because I think of Orange County as being like um more suburban and LA as being the people who would beat you up <laughs> right right no well see Orange <laughs> County is like supposedly the if not one of the if not the most Republican county in the country oh no yeah, way. I've heard that. Oh. I haven't I should verify that because <laughs> I repeat it too often. But oh. yeah, but it's very right wing there, even though it's like adjacent to you know, ultra blue Los yeah. Angeles County. Wow, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So um, you know, that explains like there's obviously gonna be a huge difference in the, in the crowd. And, like the venue was this weird place, like an industrial park. It was so weird. Like they look like why is there would there be a show here? There's just like, you know, shipping businesses and stuff around. It was so bizarre. But yeah, but we had a great vantage point, so I was happy. So that was that whole thing. So yeah, that's been my time since I got back. So I've had like one evening to relax. Yeah, seriously, this is your first one, right? This is your first. Uh, no, I had I, actually Monday. I relaxed. I relaxed okay. on Monday, and um, and actually no, I relaxed a bit yesterday too. So, and I don't find doing a podcast relaxing. I know me neither. <laughs> Me neither, well, I mean, man. I do. I, I do when it's. I do when I'm doing it. It's fun, but it's something to do. So yeah. it's like looming in the day. It's like it I got to do this, and it? I can't just sit and watch TV <laughs> and have a drink. Well, sometimes I do, but I can't have the stiff drink that I'm going to have as soon as we're done. Um, what yeah, have you been so, drinking yeah, lately? So, 
Oh, funny you should ask. I've gotten to old fashions. I mean, I've had really? dabbled in them before, but like really, like I just want to be drinking whiskey. So like when we Me were too. at that show I'm in Santa Ana, are you serious? I've, I've been drinking seven and sevens. That's my thing. Oh wow. Yeah. That's amazing. I've been mixing it with, um, yeah, because I, 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 because I, I can't drink it straight. I just can't. Oh yeah, but, I wish um, I could, but I'm, I'm going to start lowering the the mixer and see if I can get there. Yeah, what's but the for mixer right now, in old I fashions? And the, well, you mix it with it's, um, you muddle uh, um, a maraschino cherry and um, a slice of orange and mm. some sugar and some bitters. So you kind of muddle all that up. Then you put the uh, you put the whiskey and then just a splash of water. I think that's okay. it. Yeah. So um, um, yeah. So it's not there's not too much of a mixer in it. But when I was out and I was like, I know this place can't make an old fashioned. I, I got. Um, uh, yeah, Seagram Seven and Ginger Ale. So yeah, that That's was a nice seven sort of like yeah, <laughs> nice. So very good. I thought a Seven and Seven was like with Seven Up. No, it's Seagram Seven, the crown, Seven yeah. Crowns. Seagram, yeah. I guess, and um, Ginger Ale. So oh oh, I thought the, the other Seven was for Seven Up. Ooh, I wonder. I wonder. Yeah. I like it better yeah. with ginger ale, though. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's so, it's so weird that we've been doing the same thing without weird. any and consultation. I just to ask, what are you drinking lately? And then you had an answer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Well, that's why I'm going to actually make it old fashioned, not a not a seven and seven or a seven and ginger ale. Yeah. But um, actually, we I got this great guy. I, I I told him to get some whiskey for me and he calls me from the shop he's like okay so this Canadian club which is a good mixing whiskey like you wouldn't want to drink it straight mm. but it's in a plastic bottle and I was like oh shit because I'm, to me like plastic bottle liquor <laughs> know, right? is like it's I'm always like, like the worst shit like I can't believe Canadian <laughs> club is in a plastic bottle like I thought it was at least above that it's usually like brands you've never heard of that are just made with fucking garbage you know yeah. but um, it was only like 17 bucks for a 1.75 liter so I'm fucking I feel like I really lowered myself to to, you know, getting into whiskey and then I'm doing it out of a fucking plastic bottle. <laughs> I joke that if anyone was over, I'd be all like, oh, oh no, it's okay, I'll make the drinks. It's okay, I'll, I'll make, make it, the drinks. I'll make it, and, pick that up. Yeah, yeah, don't worry, just, you just, you just relax. You don't, don't you see my plastic bottle. Decant it first before <laughs> anyone comes over. So, what's been going on with you for the last five weeks or six um, weeks? Well, we're still in the hotel. <laughs> that is insane. I know. I sent you, a, I sent, listener, I sent Simone a picture yesterday of what our bathrooms look like right now, and they look like something out of Beirut. <laughs> yeah. And so, also not much different than they did five not weeks at ago. All. Not, not really at all. So, um, yeah, I don't know, it's too even, I just boring myself talking about it, even thinking. What are they even doing? Why is it taking so long? I do it's not even understand. It's how long it takes to, I guess, like, the contractors going through the insurance, going through every, there's 900,000 people that need to be consulted and have, have issues with every little thing oh. you can pot, and I'm just like, yeah, well, okay, fine. And I just go on autopilot about it. Because I like staying in the hotel, okay? We have a maid, and I come home and take a bath every day in the nice, clean, really super clean tub that's always really shiny. No one has left gross shit in it. from Because <laughs> the maid comes and cleans yeah, it. Yeah, 
hot and there's new towels and that's all I really care about so yeah yeah and um, and so you're, you're you've overcome the sort of stress issues you were having yeah. when you first got started yeah, like, what, like what changed yeah I don't know I don't know what happened I was like these kids are going to drive me nuts but I think that we just kind of adjusted and maybe my 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 bathing routine <laughs> helps I right, walk in the right. door I step out of my pants before the door is closed and I head in the bathtub like <laughs> right away so <laughs> I'm like this old Jewish dad I call the I TV know. so um, I've been doing that and oh Venus Hill Kote and I are getting that back up um, it's uh-huh. been two years since we've had meetings. Yeah. We're looking on the calendar. Remind two listeners years. what that is. Venus Hill was our answer to Mars Hill. This is while Mars Hill was still up and going. But we talked about women's issues um, in religion. You know how women's voices tend to be marginalized. So we would have we would. This was a monthly thing. We called it Venus Hill, response to Mars Hills and their Mars Hill and their misogyny, patriarchy stuff. Um, we would have local professors um, in women's studies. Um, come and speak on a topic every single month and so um, she had a baby and um, I didn't but I was like yeah that's stressful and so we haven't been having the meetings for the last couple years and so we decided to move it into a podcast format Uh so we can have guests that way and and she has an office that we could record in so we've done Uh two episodes so far but um, it's called ESL with Steffi and Cote because she's from Chile and I'm always like what what did you just say (laughs) (laughs) so ESL so we and we just like we wing it just whatever we're talking whatever we've been thinking about we don't even really plan so that's how yep. it's been going so we plan to have some guests soon but we'll see we'll see how it goes she's Chilean and you know she doesn't she's not into scheduling things so much so we'll just see how right. it pans out but it's it's good because you know um, she's involved with all these domestic violence shelters and, and she goes to court to advocate for these battered women. And so she, you know, she knows what's going on. So that's good to hear her yeah. talk about it. But yeah, um, yeah, been doing that. And, um, oh God, we were talking about whiskey. I was thinking this is like a terror. This is really pathetic, but I'm thinking, oh, this is what I've been up to lately. But, um, Okay. Our insurance is comp- is comping us for eating out at this point because we've been in the hotel for so long. So we're like, let's go to all these restaurants, you know. There's this wow. Place- I know. This There's is this- amazing. I- thank you. Right? Isn't that weird? Oh. So um, we went to The Rock, David and me. Um, it's- and I don't know if you know what this is. I guess it's a chain. I've never been before. Okay. It's-, it's a chain that tries to look like a club. You walk in and you feel like you're, you know, need to get carded, but it's all like the Chili's uh-huh. Olive Garden feeling where everything is like <laughs> exactly, you know, it's right. the same in every single building. So, um, it's, you know, it's super cheesy. And I'm like, yes, I love this place. And so um, we looked at the little flip menu thing of drinks and it's like, get a, bu- you know, the, the first thing they had was a bucket and it was like a, a sand pail that had a plastic shovel in it full of like five different kinds of rum and I'm like I'm getting what? that it was 11 only $11 like, and getting that right now and I like Instagram picture of it I'm like ignore my text <laughs> I'm getting this so my bucket and David ordered an old-fashioned uh-huh. I, interestingly enough and I took a picture of them next to each other his little old-fashioned my big bucket and then like that was a fun night I really enjoyed my bucket yeah, and then the next morning they I really like, enjoyed that bucket <laughs> <laughs> The next morning, Dave was like, do you have bucket head? I'm like, yes. And he took a picture of me. He's like, you look like you fell from seven stories up. Ha ha ha. But anyway, that was um, a little alcoholic adventure I had. 
Um, so, like, how much is this limit? Is there a limit on, like, how much you can spend at the restaurants per day? No, I don't think. But, I mean, we're not going nuts at all. But, um, yeah, it's kind of because we're actually halfway, like, are they really going to come through for us on this? Like, like oh, man. so we're kind of being, you know, kind of not too. We're being measured about our going out. So, um, yeah, that's yeah. It's funny. It's it's fun to be in this hotel because everything like your shit isn't around you like your like clutter that you have in your house yes. you're always wanting you're like i need to do something about that so there's nothing of that here did you feel that way when you were in melbourne in the yes because when we were in melbourne we had we had an apartment in the city which usually i'm staying out in the sticks with my parents which i mean i would go and visit every few days and stay for at least two days and go back to the apartment but i mean in my house of course is like still my old bedroom with all my shit still in it so mm-hmm. that was like the opposite this is like the clutter of a lifetime this is going to the apartment like down um in the city and yeah just none of our stuff is there just the stuff you know we weren't collecting much stuff because you know i didn't want to have to worry about bringing large stuff back like quincy got some toys and gifts so i got a few dresses but like that's it you know and it just felt so freeing just like this is all the stuff we have this is all the kitchen stuff we have and it was just you didn't think about the all the other stuff you left behind really you know you just kind of make do with the stuff you brought and is really telling like how much you're just carrying the shit around even though you'll never use it but then when you're away from it you really feel how you're not missing it yeah yeah, I love so it. <laughs> I still don't know how much this is going to affect my ability to purge it, but we'll see. Because I'm looking at a lot of my clothes. I'm like, these aren't even like, because normally my justification for keeping a lot of clothes is like, these are great vintage pieces. But mm-hmm. a lot of the stuff I've got over the last couple of years since I had Quincy isn't. You know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. off the rack stuff, like from a, a regular store that I could get in whatever size I needed. Right. You know? So, yeah, my better vintage stuff is mostly in storage. So I'm like, wait a minute, why am I hanging on to this? shit so yeah maybe i can do some we'll see oh how much vintage do you have in storage i have a lot yeah i mean i know my friend asked me to count and Mm -hmm. i guessed i had 70 dresses and i had over 100 and this was this was like when i lived in my old apartment and i've been here for six nearly seven years six and a half years i remember in your old apartment you were like sorting stuff out you gave me a lot of stuff yeah yeah that you were getting rid of yeah, but uh, yeah. So I mean, that was a hundred dresses. Yeah, at Jeez. least six, seven years ago, maybe even more. Like we were at that place for five and a half years. I don't even remember when in that five and a half years that this was asked. So mm. they must be amazing. <laughs> I want to see all of them. Yeah, uh, I bet I don't fit a lot of it. That's half the problem. Ugh. That's depressing. Yeah. But yeah, but when my mom, I got sick halfway through the trip, and I was sick for half the fucking trip. Yeah, you said something about that. What kind of sick was it? Like cold? Sick I got a or cold. I got a cold. Yeah. You know, like I just felt a little tickle, and I was like, oh, I felt like I'm getting sick. And my friend was like, oh no. And then I thought, I hoped maybe it would go away. Usually, I'm sick for a day, like I'm down and out, and the next day I'm just sort of I'm back on my feet and you know just clearing it out for the next week. But I'm feeling fine. This thing fucking was bugging me for like two and a half weeks, and a week after I had my first down and out day I had a second down I think I had two different things that's what I think happened so um yeah it was fucked Aww. but um but you know we conquer our challenges and uh, I did get to see most everybody I wanted to see but there were a few like I just didn't get around to we and, conquer our yeah challenges. but I'm just getting better at forgiving myself for this kind of Good. thing you know and just being like 
Yeah, it's not that I don't want to see these people. And Greg said you to me, because I did have a few stressful <laughs> panic days, he's like, you're one person trying to make like 30 appointments. They only have to make one with one person visiting. I'm like, yeah, you're right. So like when they didn't yeah. pursue it too hard, I just fucking left it. You know, I was like, yeah, why do I have to do it? So, um, yeah, so, I, but I got to see like my closest people a bunch of times. And yeah, it was really Aww, fun. Good. And um, I saw a few comedy shows. I saw Jen Kirkman. Yay. I finally met her, oh, which is so, so nice. crazy. Yeah, because like we'd known each other online for, you know, a few years, but I never right. met her. We like have a million mutual friends, but we'd never met. So we met like in line boarding the plane oh, to that was um, so crazy. To, you guys to were Australia. on the same flight. I could not believe yeah, you were on the same yeah. flight. <gasps> I know. It was so crazy. And then I, we just bailed, and then we were both like ah oh, we're boarding like because we got there sort of just as boarding started so we didn't get to talk that much and then you know we saw each other a bunch while we were there and went on this zoo trip together and with a bunch of other comedians and I went to a show which was really really great so um, yeah so that was that was cool I got to catch up with her and I saw my friend um, from London uh, Bryony Kimmings her and her I guess it was her boyfriend now her fiance but they just got married so yeah so Aww. her and her now husband uh, had a show about his uh, uh, depression and mental health issues oh, but wow. it was really it was really yeah touching and funny and yeah she's a really great performance artist and then I saw I saw Neil Hamburger Bunch of course which was great I got to see it three times <laughs> Bunyan and our friend Jeffrey were like having a contest to see who could see see the most shows and I think out of the 22 um, I think Jeffrey saw like 18 or something or something in the teens and I think Bunyan saw like 12 or something I don't know Bunyan That's lost but it was I felt bad because she'd be like sitting Quincy and it got to the point where I felt bad to mm-hmm. ask her to come and babysit so I could do something like go to the show or right. go somewhere else I'm like wait a minute she's fucking seen the show a million times that I'm just yeah. and I just kind of was like no it's okay that you're like she's sitting this out to help me out because this is what I don't enjoy at home I don't have the family around to just babysit so I oh, can go yeah. out you know so um I took advantage of it um, where I could. But um, anyway, so when we were in Edinburgh, there was a show. It was like One Man Breaking Bad. And I was like, oh, I want to see that. And Greg's like, I don't know about that. You know, these shows that just like, they're banking they're banking, <laughs> banking on a sh- on just a thing that everybody loves. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Mm-hmm. And I was like, you're right. Like, we don't even know if this is good or not. It's just like, oh, it's Breaking Bad. It's Breaking Bad. I want to see it. I want to see it. You know? So I kind of like, I, th- I thought about that. I was like, yeah, you're right. Maybe it's not even good so anyway so now I was playing in Melbourne the Melbourne Comedy Festival and um, my friend Jeffrey knew the promoter and was able to get us in for free so um, I'm glad I didn't pay for it because he came out clapping his hands over his head and I'm like you are fucking kidding me you're an idiot and just he does really great impressions his impressions of all the characters were like really spot on but Mm -hmm. the content was just utter shit like just Mm -hmm. right off the bat it was shit and I was just like oh my god I knew right as it started I'm like this is not but he's a fantastic impressionist but um, yeah it was shit but it's just one of those things like yeah I love Breaking Bad and everyone loves Breaking Bad and of course you're selling out this large space because people love Breaking Bad you know and even the crowd it wasn't just me being cynical you weren't getting like roars of laughter or anything you know (laughs) yeah and most of the laughs were from jokes of things that happened in the show him just repeating dialogue that we already had heard so it wasn't anything he came up with that, that he added to it so yeah so I'm kind of like good on you Greg for like calling that like it's just bullshit to kind of just mooch off of an already popular thing you know so yeah yeah did you stay for the whole show pay. what's that did you stay the whole show 
I did, I did, because I was like, well, what else am I going to do? Bunyan's watching Quincy, so I may as well just do it, you know? <laughs> yeah, seriously. I had nowhere else to be, so I did. I left it like, he, what did he do? Oh, God, he did a closing song. Oh, I like, he did, he did like, um, Baby Got Back, but instead, of, I like blue meth and I cannot lie. No. I was like, no, you are not doing this. No. So, yeah, that's, a, that's an example of how uh. shitty it was. Yeah, like, that should not have happened. Ugh. So anyway, yeah, I don't recommend that show if it comes to your town. Isn't it? <laughs> oh, Is there a good not. chance? Was he American? Yeah, he's American. Uh. Yeah, but um, anyway, uh, how but was... one of the exciting things. Oh, but go on. Oh, I'm just curious about your platypus experience. Oh my god, the platypus <laughs> experience. Yes, I talked about it before I left. So yeah, so the platypus experience. It was two hundred dollars, as I as I said, and only two people a day are allowed to do it. And there's only one platypus that can do it. So um, only yeah, one so that can only do it, one. Like, like as in tolerate being around humans. Yeah, or, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. She has a she has a her little her little. Uh, yeah, one in the world. She has this. She has, she has her burrow mate, and they've been trying to train up her little burrow mate. Um, and she, but she, she, they've been training her for two and a half years, and she's not ready to do it. Like they have a show beforehand in this tank, and so the other one can like get in the tank and like be around for the show, but she's not ready to like be with people after two and a half years. So. Yeah, it just gives you a little more perspective as to why this is such a rare and special experience and uh, justifies the $200 um, because you can't obviously have streams of people coming in and doing this and unsettling the platypus. So um, have streams of people coming in and unsettling the platypus now, can we? No, no. So <laughs> it's just me and this other platypus. guy. It has, has to be a euphemism for something. <laughs> So yeah, so after the little show, they tell the platypus experience people to, the wait with the platypus people to go and talk to the keeper, and it's me and this other guy, and um, turns out he's from Arkansas, and uh, yeah. I know. I was like, I was like, he was like, he was like, oh, I'm because he had a he had a Red Sox hat, and I was like, oh, you're from Boston. He's like, oh no, I'm I'm from Arkansas, and I was like, oh, my my best friends is from Arkansas. And he was like surprised, you know, yeah, where, in fucking Hitlersville. <laughs> he lives in Adelaide now. He's in the military, but yeah, he he's he's from Arkansas. But um, anyway, yeah. So the two of us put like our waders on, you know, like waterproof uh, pants that go up to our chests, and yeah, and so we slowly step into the tank, and then a little platypus, like we tap our fingers on the water, and she comes out. Out. Her name was uh, 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 Yami. Yami. Yamakuma was her name. It was like uh, Aboriginal name. But anyway, they call her Yami. So yes, yeah, so a little Yami comes up and she's so sweet because she just like kind of swim right up to your hands and you can just stroke her as she goes by. And then if you like have your fingers upturned and sort of just, uh, you know, sort of uh, like uh, in a sort of a cupping motion, just uh, if you're going to cup breasts, but you're doing that just under the surface of the water and just like wiggle your fingers, she'll come and like get into your hand. Uh-huh. She'll swim in, into your hand and then roll onto her back and you can tickle her belly. Oh. No, no. Did you cry? You cried. Yes, I did. I did. When when she first, when I first touched her, I like got all choked up, and like I look up at the camera, and you can, and uh, because Bunyan was filming it, and you can see that I'm all like choked up. But it was so magical. I just couldn't believe she was so soft, and her little tail was so rough, like because their tails are kind of like more brush-like. The fur back there is coarser, but Mm -hmm. the the fur on her body was so soft. And then um, we got these little, um, these little black worms, the tiny, tiny little worms, and um, and then came and fed those to her. And then I can feel her little rubbery bill in my hand like everything about it was just so magical 
And you get to be in the tank for about this. You said ten minutes, but we were in there for probably more like fifteen. So it just felt like it felt like a long wow. time too. And yeah, and everyone really enjoyed it. Like because mum and dad and um, Bunyan and her husband Sam and Greg were all there to watch, and like they were. I think they all they all were, like so glad that they came too. Because you know you don't even get to see the platypus. They're very elusive anyway. Yeah, you don't seriously. See them in the wild really, and even the, <laughs> the, the normal enclosure platypus. there is very is very nocturnal. So it's very dark. Like you can't like you have to wait for your eyes to adjust and even then it's kind of hard to see them but this is like a well lit thing because she's just kind of more used to the daylight so um, I think I mean, you can't be coming off. through unsettling the platypus now can you no no you cannot <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so I highly recommend anyone going out there, you know, it's, uh, you have to book in advance, but I recommend doing it. It's, yeah, if you love platypus, a lot of people are surprised how many people are like, oh my God, oh my God, like people are really excited about platypus. So, um, yeah, hit me up if you want to know more information, but it's at Healsville Sanctuary and it's on their website and you can call and inquire and it's $200 and it's totally worth it. <laughs> so, I'm so glad I did it. <laughs> Um, tell me about Project Dumbway because <laughs> I was loving oh, the yeah. pictures and I want to hear everything. Yeah, that's it. I forgot. Yeah, on top of all the other stuff. So the day after the last Faith No More show, um, you think, yeah, that's that's a relaxing day. Well, no, because I booked to do Project Dumbway with my friends again. And um, the, <laughs> the challenge we did was to um, make uh, garments out of paper. So um, yeah, we had like two hours, and um, and I was paired with uh, with Amy Mann, and we made this um, this uh, like mod dress with a Peter Pan collar and a little pocket, and it just looked fucking great. It did. did you think? Yes, yeah, I loved it. Yeah, but there was a baby in the contest, so she won. Amelia. So, yeah. Aww. Uh, <laughs> baby. Babies no, are selfish. Cute. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, us grown-ups were a bit like, God damn it, we're trumped by... It's funny because Amy's like, the Amelia's going to win. Amelia's going to win. And oh, really? Did, but yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. But yeah, but no, I'm just I'm just excited with what we did. You know, I didn't care about that. I, I just love how I just get so in the zone of like getting this done, you know. So, um, yeah. And luckily, every time we've done it, I've been paired with someone different. So it's just fun to have, like, sort of collaborate with somebody well Susanna Hoffs was in the pictures wasn't she yeah yeah she, she's part of it too so I haven't she I haven't helped with so, Susanna or not so but did she help make what that that thing was she was wearing or yeah yeah so we all work in pairs so it's not just a, one person's the model and one person's you know making it so we kind of like make it together but just one person has to be the model so mm-hmm. um, yeah so I, I, I don't know how much work because that's the thing that like like my friend Rachel goes and we're like oh yeah we'll catch up on Sunday but if you're not paired together like you pretty much much barely talk to anyone like you get there there's a bit of chit chat before we start and then we just go into our pairs and just work yeah. until the runway show and then if we hang out afterwards you know then we'll catch up but the, while everyone's working you're just everyone's just so focused on on getting their task done but it's just so fun like I just love it's like that's like the podcast too it's like oh man I gotta go do that but then when it's happening I'm like oh my god this is great so um I'm, I'm glad I do it so um yeah, and then after that, I had friends over in the evening till like two a.m. So yeah, this is why it's been insane for me. But yeah, I'm 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 powering through it and enjoying it. So yay! Aww, yay! <coughs> oh, um, one other thing I wanted to mention from Melbourne. So you know, I have to go back to it because I love it. Uh, is the whole you remember the whole dress saga? Of course, the you know white and gold versus oh, uh, yeah. blue and black. Um, and one of the things explaining it was that if there's a 
say that I read somewhere like if there was a a, a white lamp, no, a red lamp with a red light shone on it, mm-hmm. that somebody might see that as white because their brain is compensating, oh, thinking, yeah. oh well, the the red light is on this, so it must be white. You know, their brain is subconsciously correcting this, and mm-hmm. which is why it, some people, because I thought there was like a bluish hue over the over the photo, which is why it made the blue look white to people. You know, because it took it, it made people's brains took the yeah. blue out. I think from the blue the blue hue over the picture. So anyway, I was at this vintage clothing sale in Melbourne, and there was a bunch of clothes under this red tent and mm-hmm. and this girl had this coat and she went up to a friend she's like oh I totally thought this coat was white but it was red but because there was red light on this red coat she thought this in her very hand that this uh-huh. was a white coat but her oh, brain had crazy. tricked her yeah because it was making everything look red you know it was like yeah, yeah, yeah. totally because the sun was shining down through the thing so I was like and I said did you did you just say that like I had to talk to her about it because I was just like and, I, and then we talked a little briefly about the dress thing I was like yeah yeah like it's because the red light's on it and I was just like very excited to see it happening right before somebody else's eyes that was next to me <laughs> yeah seriously like what are the chances that would happen right after the dress saga <laughs> exactly <laughs> the dress exactly saga. <laughs> I've never seen that happen in my life. Yeah, I hadn't <laughs> I either. So, that would happen there. so, yeah, I'm glad I caught it. Oh, so this is a story I think you'd really enjoy. Uh-huh. Um, I think everyone would enjoy, so I'm telling it. Um, <laughs> so I caught up with my friend Penny. Um, we used to work together at the insurance company back when I still lived there. And anyway, so I'm not sure if I've... T- I may have told this story before on the podcast, but... Um, few years ago, actually it's probably a while ago, probably closer to 10 years ago, but Bunyan came and surprised me. I didn't know she was coming to visit and Greg said he was going to the post office one morning and I just slept and then when he came back I was still in bed and he's like, I got something for you while I was out and I came out to the living room and Bunyan was sitting on the fucking couch, <laughs> blew my fucking mind because I'd just spoken to her the night before. I didn't realize she was at the airport about to leave so I was just like... <laughs> mind blown completely so that happened and then I think sometime the next year uh, we did it back to her and we surprised her and blew her mind and because of that we didn't tell anybody we were coming and so I did this to my friend Penny as well I like talked to her on the phone while driving to her house but pretending I was still in oh, in LA yeah. and then I showed up on her doorstep and she was she was like tip dancing on her toes and flapping her hands because Aww. her brain just imploded so anyway so then like we're at dinner with with uh, I'm had dinner with her and a couple of other friends of hers and she's talking about yeah remember when I surprised you and got you back and I was like fuck I don't know what she's talking about so I was like Uh I just sort of didn't say anything and I'm like oh no like I felt really bad like how could I forget this you know Mm -hmm. it's like shit so anyway and then she talks about it again and I'm like "I, I really don't like I couldn't fake it anymore I was like I don't I don't remember and she's really she, don't you remember and she's like going over it and over it and over it and I was like no I don't but I'm just like trusting her because she's so sure anyway then Greg called for something and I was like oh 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 do you remember when Penny surprised me and he's like no I'm like because she's saying you picked her up from the airport and he's like no I don't remember that so anyway then like he's just like ask your sister she booked the flight and I'm like I don't okay so then I called Bunyan and I was like do you remember booking Penny's flight so she could surprise me and she's like no I'm like now there's three people who don't know what the fuck she's talking about (laughs) 
And she's insisting, and then she starts like losing her mind because she's like realizing. And then the way she was describing, I was like, "No, that's what happened with my sister. That's what happened with my sister <laughs> when she surprised me." And I think she started adopting some of the traits. What oh I think、God. we figured out happened was that I had my just started my job,、yeah. and that I w- I couldn't pick her up from the airport. And that's the other thing. I had memories of planning because other friends of ours were in town at the same time and planning for everyone to stay at my apartment at the same time. So I knew that I knew she. She was coming on this trip because I remember talking to someone about it before it happened, you know. Yeah. So she's insisting, insisting, and, and what we figured was that I'd started my job and I couldn't come to the airport to pick her up. So that Greg went and picked her up, and then I came home from work and I was excited to see her, but it wasn't a surprise. But yeah, it was just horrible because she's told her other friends like, yeah, she's told me this story before, and I'm like, yeah, it didn't happen, and she was just like freaking out. What are the chances? Well, yeah, but I think it's just that、like、she was so full of the the surprise story versus, and we also we also surprised our boss together. Like we did this thing where I was sitting in a bar, and then she met him for drinks and whispered to him, <laughs> "This is the t- on the same visit where I surprised her." And she whispered to him, "Doesn't that girl look like Simone?" And they were like, "Oh yeah, she does." And then they came and talked to me, and I acted I talked in、story. a foreign accent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we did all that, you know. So she's got all、so、these、good. other memories, and I remember all this stuff in great detail with like. Zero memory of her surprising me back, you know. So yeah, so it was very upsetting to her to realize that her memory was like complete, completely made up. So、that、not completely; like- it was based in some reality. But yeah, she definitely the surprise element she brought into it from、so、other、funny. stories. Yeah, like, it, it reminds me of、um, when Emily, listener Emily McGraw, who lives in Philly, called in. Not, not listener Emily from Portland.、Um, The other one said that she was taking on her sister. Her sister just had a baby, and and Emily was empathizing so much with her that Emily started lactating. Oh yes, that's right. That was sympathy lactating. <laughs> sympathy lactating. Yeah, yeah. Sympathy yeah, memory. But, yeah, but it's just interesting to see how like someone can just like believe something happened with all her, every fiber of her being, and it, it fucking didn't happen the way she thinks it did. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, with three、Yikes. people backing it up, and well, also making sense of it in other ways. Think that you committed a crime? Like, remember that、yeah. time you? <laughs> yeah.、No. Thankfully, it was completely harmless. But yeah, she totally like tells this story as like one of her stories, and I'm just like, yeah. I felt、Whoa. so bad. Like, I fully trusted her. Like, oh my god, I've forgotten this. Right. Yeah. I would too. Because she was so <laughs> she was so sure of it, and then it slowly unraveled. So. Yeah, that was that was so fascinating to see it unfold. <laughs> yeah. So, so,、um, so you, yep, go on. Oh, is there Taco Bell in Australia? I mean, obviously there's Taco Bell in Australia. Sorry, no,、uh, there isn't. Is there not? No, there's Taco Bill. We have Taco Bill.、Oh. That's a sit-down restaurant. It's a sit-down、oh. restaurant. That's right. Because you and I were talking. <laughs> I'm going back to to our earliest、um, Taco Bell conversations. I don't think you've mentioned Taco Bell since our very first Taco Bell conversations. <laughs> when we were talking about, I was like, I was like, David and I were saying that when we were in high school, our our desire for Taco Bell was like sexual. It was really insane and intense. And you were like,、right. that's how I was about Taco. Well, am I making this up? Did you say this is about Taco Bell? Now I'm doubting myself. Yeah, I didn't. I never felt that strongly about Taco. Okay. Oh well. Because、no. <laughs> we only But, went there. We only went there a couple of times. I might have 
felt that strongly about McDonald's, but I just had McDonald's often enough that I don't I don't think it was anything close to sexual, but I did love McDonald's a lot. Did you go to any go through any Taco Bell withdrawal while you were down there? No, I have hardly been eating anyways. Ever since they gave me that beef in my uh, Mexican pizza over a year ago, I've only been like three times, I think. Ugh, bad yeah, business but I was having Taco burrito Bell. withdrawal. I really there's this place called um, Trippy Taco, uh-huh. and um, I went there and had a burrito, which was really great. And um, and then this, this was in a, Australia. In Australia, yeah, it's wow. just this one one restaurant, and then because I don't trust Australians in Mexican food, yeah, I was, um, I was but they, say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because they just don't have all the ingredients. Um, but then there's this place that opened up in Sydney, and that was the only location, but now it seems like it's everywhere. But it was called uh, Guzman y Gomez, and mm-hmm. um, and that was in Sydney, and now it's everywhere. And um, yeah, so the, I was gonna like get one of their burritos, but then they only had black beans, and I was like, this is not what I want when I want a burrito. So I just didn't. I just didn't get it. So, um, but there was oh my god, this is food court that's in in the city. That's like I actually felt like weeping because there should be more of this in the world. Oh. Maybe there are is in other places, <laughs> but everything was like a high end fucking place to eat. Like there was a place that was like all like kind of raw and organic, you know, with all this you know heightened awareness to all these food allergies. Another place that's all vegan, you know, and just mm-hmm. like you know our far place, but just all of it was like really great stuff you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but no mcdonald's no kfc none of that usual chain shit it was just like all like mostly like one awful guzmani gomez was there but it was just amazing i was just like and it just was nice you know it's like why can't food courts just have better food in them you know what i mean it was just like everyone was just full of people and everyone was eating well but it was like with the convenience of a food court it was so great yeah I can't even wrap my head around that. (laughs) I know. No no chain, garbage, McDonald's, KFC, anything. Just wasn't, not invited to the party. So great. Not even a McCafe. (laughs) (laughs) It was Um, great. So we're at almost an hour. So I was wondering, do you want to go out on, on Taco Bell News? Oh yeah, let's go out on Taco Bell news. Um, I mean, we have, we could talk for another hour, but I just don't know if if people would hang in with us. So maybe we should tease it a little bit. Yes, I think we need that and a dong in the news because otherwise we've just been talking a bunch of shit. People come here for dongs and Taco Bell, and if they don't get at least one of those. It's been a fucking jip. So uh, <laughs> let's go out with the Taco Bell news, and uh, and then a dong in the news. Okay, so this is from Jezebel. Man fined for riding horse to Taco Bell. Achieves peak Texas. Um, what part, wait, I wanna, what the city in Texas again? It just says, achieves peak Texas. I oh, want to okay. ask you about that before I read it. Is this a new thing to say this is peak that or this is peak this? Because I've seen it like three times in the last couple I of weeks. I haven't seen it. Yeah, see, because it doesn't, that doesn't even read like a proper sentence to me. Achieves peak Texas. And I read it something else just today. This is peak something, which kind of helped me understand this. So it's like, I guess it's trying to say it's like the most Texas thing ever. It kind of is. Achieves peak Texas. Yeah. Oh, I get it now. Now it makes sense. Yeah, that that, would be peak Texas to ride your horse through Taco Bell drive through or something. Yeah, but it just seems like to be a new way of saying things, you know, like, <laughs> because I've seen it three times in the last couple of weeks, including today. So anyway, of course, there was a cowboy hat involved. Don't ask dumb questions. <laughs> Rick 
Braun of Allen, Texas, just wanted some Taco Bell chalupas or quesadillas or crunch wraps or look, does it matter what he wanted? They're all the same damn thing anyway. The only difference is some of them taste of Doritos <laughs> detritus. Anyway, Braun wanted some Taco Bell and apparently decided the best way to attain said admittedly delicious pseudo food was to ride his horse through the drive-thru. Just one problem, riding an animal, just one problem, riding an animal on a public street is apparently illegal and police issued Braun a $255 ticket. Oh, the reason man. it's illegally illegal actually does make sense. A, it's dangerous for Braun to ride a horse down the street at night because drivers might not be able to see them unless Braun is, is secretly a Hogwarts graduate and can cast Lumos and B, the horse was apparently <laughs> shitting everywhere as horses are wont to do. One Texan's uh, desire to feel like a gordita seeking white herb probably should take a back seat <laughs> to everyone else not having to step in giant steaming piles of horse leavings and or the possibility of death by car horse collision. <laughs> horse leavings. I love when they so say great. <laughs> That's the Taco Bell news. Which I think is pretty great. I, I just like it. It feels very noble. Of all the things having to talk about, are so lowbrow. This seems very, you know, very above board, even though there's a lot of feces involved. <laughs> very above board. Oh, gosh. And then I think, yeah, I think I'm going to, yeah, for the dongs and these. Do you have a dong in the news ready? I don't have it ready. I don't I don't have a news story. I feel like I need to be professional and have an entire news story here, not just yeah, you know, yeah. half-ass it from memory, half a dong it. Okay. Well, I've got my, my dong right in front of me, That's hanging mm. right in front of me. <laughs> Remember your loved one by putting their ashes in a dildo. <laughs> How do you want to be remembered when you die? And what memorial would you choose? How about having your ashes used in a sex toy so your partner can remember your more intimate moments together? So, wow. Yep. So, let's see. Someone's created a memory box that includes, uh, more conventionally, a necklace and an amplifier for playing music that reminds you of the deceased. And then there's also a scent wow. diffuser and a gold-plated urn. But let's be honest, it's the dildo containing the ashes of the owner's dearly departed that really grabs the attention. Explaining his bizarre invention, Mr. Stokenboom said, After a passing, the missing of intimacy with that person is only one aspect of the pain and grief. This forms the base for 21 (laughs) grams. The urn offers the possibility to conserve 21 grams of ashes of the deceased and displays an immortal desire. So, how about that? It's a bit. I, th- I think it's a bit. I don't much, know if I could do but, it. No, no. But I, I was talking to my friends uh, over dinner about this, as you do, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's like, what if like somebody wanted it in the butt, and the other person was unwilling, and then you like, would it be wrong to like <laughs> to fuck yourself it. in the butt with the dildo containing the ashes? I Can't feel like that would die, be really so you wrong. You can finally fuck me in the ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Here we are, back in our good old form. <laughs> Talking about ass-fucking. <laughs> With a dildo containing ashes. <laughs> Just pretend it's for real. <sighs> well, we're at an hour. And uh, is there anything else you wanted to add? I don't think so. Oh! <laughs> oh! 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 Something in your Today, butt? <laughs> one of my friends told me that he frequented a glory hole establishment and he told me all the details 
Oh my gosh. It just so in the second hour of Dongtini, uh, but we'll I hear all about this. You know what? I'm just going to make that basically adjust the headline. <laughs> okay. Okay. Stephanie's friend told her all about going to a glory hole. And and what what was the highlight for me was that <laughs> He says that it's common practice to, um, if you're if you're the one who wants your dick sucked, that you yeah. try to you put it through the hole, right? And if they're yeah. already putting theirs through, you're like you you beat it away with your dick. You're like whack whack whack. <laughs> no, I want wow. it more. I know. Oh wow. <laughs> I know. That's what he said. Wow, it's like a sword fight. <laughs> it's like a sword fight. It's like whack a mole. <laughs> Wow, it's that's like so a Mexican incredible. standoff. <laughs> wow. The glory hole story I heard, I knew some friends back in the call center days in Melbourne that um, that frequented glory holes. And I never knew how true or possible this was, but my friend said he put his dick in the in the glory hole and then somebody put their asshole on his dick. <gasps> And then he had to go get an AIDS test because oh. he didn't like, he wasn't, that's not what he was signing up for, if you will. But um, anyway, I just don't know if that's even possible unless it's like so stretched out, you could really just plonk an ass on a I cock, you know? I thought, I thought it's like a real effort to get it through there. So it seems I don't like know. it would be, uh, I'll check with my, <laughs> my local. Yeah, expert. please, please check. Let me verify that the possibility of that happening. And someone just put their ass on a on a waiting <laughs> cock. <laughs> well, that's what they're all doing at the Glory Hole Center. I think you're being like those those green guy things in the wind in front of a car dealership that's like flailing in the wind. <laughs> <sighs> I'm glad I remembered that story. Yes, that's very important. I think, well, I think on that I'm not note. Top that. No, no. Yeah, ending on glory holes. We really, we really raised the bar, and I mean that sincerely. Um, <laughs> on that note, we will wrap things up. So thank you all for listening and uh, catching up with the last uh, five, six weeks of our lives. Um, and um, that'll do it for now. So uh, please visit dongtini.com for any bonus material. Video of me. Uh, Heading the platypus will be will be linked there, and uh, and um, and of course you can uh, make a donation or uh, buy stuff on our Amazon link, so we'll get a kickback, and uh, that'll make us very happy. So until next time, bye Stephanie, bye Simone, bye. bye.